Next on BYU Sports Nation, the best college basketball scorer in all the land. Sports Illustrated predicts awesomeness. He's a one-man wolf pack. Ryan Radke, the Nevada play-by-play. Plus, we go live to BYU football practice. And Jimmer does again. Does it again. Ziggy representing in the NFL. And Jeremy Guthrie says our O's are royal. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Wednesday, what is up? BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. October 15th, my name is Spencer Linton. Glad to be back to work. Teamed up with the voice of the Kool-Aid man, Jerem Jordan. Oh, yeah! (laughs) That's pretty good. I I love the, uh, there was a Family Guy episode where uh, Lois is uh, convicted, was it convicted, of murder or whatever. (laughs) Where are we going with this? I don't know. (laughs) It's like, oh, everyone's like, I told this the other day too. Oh, no. And then the Kool-Aid man comes crashing through. Oh, yeah. And then it's all quiet. And then he backs out of the wall. There's a a hint of Randy Macho Man Savage in that as well. That's true. I realized that I did uh, quote that exact same thing like Monday. (laughs) Or was it yesterday? Or was it Friday? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all one day. They blend together. BYU represent in the NFL, the NBA, and the major leagues. Yeah. How about that? Ziggy Anza, NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Jimmer for debt, double figures for the New Orleans Pelicans. Yes, it's preseason, but four straight games. Do we have a Pelican noise still? I know we, we dropped that. Okay, one time. we'll work on that. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, that's not a Pelican. That's me. <laughs> that's just our default bird sound. <laughs> yeah, yes. Any, any bird. And former BYU baseball pitcher Jeremy Guthrie, now pitching for the Royals. They're one game away from the World Series. Yeah. How about those shirts that he, Jeremy Guthrie wore in the postgame? He goes five innings, uh, gives up three hits, one earned run. And then he goes to the postgame, and the shirt says, what, these O's ain't royal? Yeah, he, or something. he, he apologized for that on social media. Why wear it? So, so other people say, hey, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I shouldn't. You decided to wear it. Just own it. There was a bunch of. I like Jeremy Guthrie. Yeah, He's been yeah. on BYU Sports Nation. The uh, he he lives in Utah in the off season. Went to BYU. Transferred to Stanford. Uh, mission in there somewhere. But we claim BYU guys. They have anything to do with BYU? Oh yeah, BYU guy. We had him on the show. Is it any coincidence <laughs> that the Royals now what twenty nine years later are are probably going to go to the World Series for the first time in forever? Are you hinting at BYU Sports Nation karma. I'll let you determine that. Okay. Wherever and That's however. That's a stretch, you- man. <laughs> Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Start it off with today's Twitter question. What current or former BYU athlete deserves today's Rise and Chown? There's a lot going on. You mentioned Guthrie, Ziggy, Jimmer. We'll get to Tyler Hawes uh, in a moment. Uh, Women's volleyball and soccer, killing it right now. All top 20 teams uh, with notable win streaks. BYU sports. uh, Oh, yeah, there's a football game this week against Nevada. Don't call him Nevada. There's a lot going on right now. First tweet in from at Laser Sheep. Rise and shout for Jimmer. He has performed a rise and shout in public with a chin bandage. It's an exclusive club. I'm I'm not aware of, of all of that. I think that's a reference to the double OT game against oh, Florida. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Use the hashtag BYUSN. But that that uh his last three pointer. Where he pulls up from like 80 feet or whatever, you know. <laughs> that is a vine that kills around so much. And as not like, when when your bait show up, 
you know, whatever. And it's like Jimmer from distance. It's just like the excitement. Like, yeah. It just gets passed around whenever. You just said when yo bay yeah. show up. Yeah. I'm that from West is... Jordan, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. We're well aware it's the middle of a BYU football game week, and football is always on top of the mind. Nevada enters LES on Saturday. It's a major game for both teams, really. Shameless plug, 9 Eastern time, countdown to kickoff. Absolutely. But we should take a step back because there is a bunch of awesomeness Happening all over BYU Sports Nation right now. That said, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Tops in the nation. SportsIllustrated.com projecting that BYU's Tyler Haas will lead the country in scoring at 24.6 points per game. Initial reaction? Awesome. Oh, he's going to lead the country. He's going to be the best shooting guy in the country. Jimmer returns. Part two of Jimmer. <laughs> calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Okay. So, yeah, respect. It's good to be number one in anything. Yeah. Well, well, not anything. Positive things. Right? Positive. Okay. Yes. Positive things. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. That would be great if Jimmer Fredette led the nation in scoring. That would be an awesome thing. If, if Jimmer, Jimmer Fredette did? If Tyler Haas. <laughs> I mentioned Jimmer, so I got he, in Jimmer mode. And he did. But. Or, or as he's been called, Jim Murfredette. Okay. Or Jameer Fredette, as we heard once yes. upon a time. Yes, if Tyler Haas led the nation scoring, that'd be a great thing. However, I don't know that that's necessarily a positive thing for BYU as a whole. Their aims are to win the WCC, to get in the NCAA tournament and win, hopefully a couple games. I think that you need a couple of different guys scoring the basketball. Tyler Haas will average at least 23-ish a game if he leads the country. I don't think that's... Uh, necessarily something that matters all that much. It would be great, but it's not... I, I would rather win the yeah. WCC than to have Tyler Haas be number one in scoring in the country. Let's channel some hashtag real talk. You heard me, Brian Logan. Does BYU need Tyler Haas to score that many points to maximize success for this team, given the makeup of the team with 18 guys on the roster? That's, that's what I question. There's a lot of dudes. Uh, there's different... Uh, how are you going to distribute the ball? Tyler Haas is the competitive leader of the team. I say competitive because he's not the vocal leader. To me, that's Kyle Collinsworth. So last year, Haas, go, he finishes sixth in the country, 23.2 a game. If he keeps that up, he's going to break Jimmer's all-time scoring record. But if he's not number one, that's okay to me. And there are some shots to be had because Matt Carlino, Marquette, Eric Mika, is in Rome on his mission. There's some shots for Tyler Haas to get and other guys, which brings us to the stat of the day. Boom. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 19.7, my point per game average in pickup, as well as the <laughs> amount of shots per game last season that Mika and Carlino combined to average. Tyler Haas, by the way, averaged 16.4. Kyle Collins worth 10.3 shots per game. Where are those shots going to go? I see Chase Fisher raising his hand right now if he's watching this going, uh, I'll take all 20 of those shots if you would like. I think Tyler Haas gets a couple more shots per game. And he was mentioned to us one of the things he wants to do as well is improve his three-point shot. Here's what he told us on media day. Yeah. I tried to improve my range, uh, try and shoot a few more three-pointers this year. Early in the season, Tyler Haas, you can expect him to be you know, throwing up a few more shots because – there's no Jamal Eights. You have a transitioning Kyle Until Collinsworth. December 20th, Stanford. Yes. That's when he is eligible to play, and it's a great time for Jamal to rejoin the team. But 
BYU is going to need Tyler Haas for that first month or so to, sh- to shoulder more of the load. Absolutely. Yeah, BYU hoops, what they will be at the end of the year, will look very different at the beginning because of those personnel issues. How go- how, uh, when will Kyle Collinsworth get back to full health? His goal is November 1st. I would say even if that's the case, it's going to take a little while for him to feel comfortable attacking the rim like he did previously. Yeah, so early in the season, I want Tyler Haas to score 25 points a game. Please, 30. Yes, go. Awesome. Yeah, Maui Invitational, while this, while get this, noticed. All these newcomers, they're not going to – Corbin Kafusi's not going to jump in and go, I'm going to shoot 12 times in the post now. It, there's going to be a transition period of, all right, upperclassmen, seniors, Captain Chase Fisher, you've never played, but you're going to be a leader. You guys lead the way and be aggressive, and then, and then we'll see what happens. Tyler was shooting 16 a game last year. If he takes 20 shots, 21 shots per game, fantastic. BYU basketball on topic right now. BYU – We'll talk more about Tyler Haas, Kyle Collinsworth, and the crew, including the BYU TV schedule release, all the games that you can watch right here on BYU TV, including a road game, which hasn't happened for a while, which is really cool. And And a little ESPN involvement. Exactly. Fantastic. On ESPN this Saturday night, 815 Eastern, or sorry, Mountain 1015 Eastern, BYU Nevada football. Joining us live after BYU football practice right now to get us set for the Cougars and the Wolfpack, wide receiver Mitch Matthews. Mitch, how are you doing today? I'm great. How about you guys? We are fantastic. We want to talk football. Surprise, surprise. Are you, are you okay with that? I'm ready for it. Mitch can I'm hoop ready. too, though. If you, if you remember, before Gonzaga two years ago, Mitch had uh, there was a dunk contest and Mitch threw it down. Can we do that again, Mitch? I, I'm ready. Whenever my name gets called, I'm running on the court. If we didn't have Boom Shakalaka Friday before the Nevada game, you could have been in the dunk contest. Oh, maybe, I'd, right? I'd be there for sure. <laughs> Do you think you can sneak out Friday night and come to Boom Shakalaka, Mitch? Yeah, no, I'm already, I already got the plans made, how to escape the hotel and everything. So just... <laughs> Good thing no one's watching or listening this to this <laughs> just, on national TV. <laughs> just kidding. BYU wide receiver Mitch Matthews joining BYU Sports Nation right now. Okay, Mitch, uh, back half of the season. Six games down, six to go. What's the team mentality as you begin with Nevada this Saturday? Um, one game at a time. Uh, support each other. You know, we, we shot it really hot, and we've, had a, we've uh, ended up in a little bit of a rut with a couple losses. But good. what I love about this team is it doesn't affect, you know, the next game, and it doesn't affect us going forward. And we trust our quarterback. We trust our, our offense and our defense, and we're ready to move forward and keep making a name for ourselves no matter what players are on the field. What kind of difference have you seen and felt as you went from the beginning of the Utah State game to now as you prepare for Nevada? I just think more discipline in practice. Um, that's one of the things that we lacked, and that's why we lost the game against Utah State. Is you know obviously they played well, but we were um, that was our most undisciplined game. You know, probably a game with uh, the most costly penalties and costly plays, and so that's something that we've been working on in practice is uh, our discipline. You know, false starts, holding, um, pass interference, everything. Um, so. At least speaking for the offense, we're working on cleaning that up and playing more sound, and when we do that, it's hard to beat us. Christian Stewart now in start number two this Saturday against Nevada. He seemed to kind of find a groove there in the second half at UCF. What is the prognosis on Christian Stewart in his game and the offensive rhythm of BYU right now? Oh, I think we, should have, we need that faith in him because, you know, everyone loves him in practice, and, you know, with him and Taysom at practice, I mean, it was impossible to stop them both. Um, they both have different talents, and um, Christian loves he loves to throw the ball, and he really can. So it's it's us putting our faith in him and carrying a lot of the load. You know, he he's a new quarterback, and um, these are his first few starts. So uh, you know, for me and the rest of the receivers and Jordan, it's it's taking a load upon ourselves, not putting more on him. You know, all the eyes 
you know, BYU Nation and, and the country are looking at Christian Stewart to see what he can do, but really it's up to the guys around him to support him and bring him up so that we can uh, make him look as good as possible. What were some of the takeaways uh, you had after the UCF game from that? You know, we battled. Um, you know, we got up, I think, 10 to 24 or something like that, and we coasted a little bit, and then it, and then it got time to needing to play again. I think we stepped it up and started playing the game, but that is the reason why we lost the game is it was too much of a roller coaster type game. We get down, then we get way up, and then we, you know, tie back up, and then we end up getting back down. So it's one of those things that you got to eliminate the roller coaster effect, and that's um, the key to that is, you know, putting your foot on the gas pedal as hard as you can, even when you're up two touchdowns. And that's something that, um, you know, we, we want to start fast, unlike we did against UCF. But when we are up and when we do have that opportunity to be up, to, to keep going up and up and up, to give ourselves that cushion before the end of the game so they can make, make a comeback like they did. Junior wide receiver Mitch Matthews on BYU Sports Nation. Mitch, the consensus from the national media, at least the people that we've talked to, Reese Davis at ESPN, Trevor Maddich at ESPN, is that BYU is a mentally tough team. Given how many injuries this team has gone through, why, why is it that BYU can still find a way to compete? Because, I'm, I mean, to be honest, a lot of teams would fold given the adversity that this team has gone through. Why will BYU not do that? You know, we have, a, we have great coaches that make us tough, and that's something that's drilled into our head is, is how to be tough no matter what happens. And, you know, BYU is, uh, has always been a tough team, and so we could, we could never look our past generations in the eye and the national championship team and um, the team a few years ago who was really good. We couldn't look them in the eye and not be tough. And so it's, it's keeping that legacy going forward and um, being tough, being gritty all the time, and that's the type of football we play. And uh, – a lot of that has to do with the defense, how hard they go and how hard they hit. It even makes the offense tough. So the more they uh, play smash-mouth football and the more our linemen do what they do best, and that's going after and uh, getting after people. And it just starts a culture of, of playing tough, and that's what uh, we live by. Speaking of tough, I thought the game changed when, uh, when the offense realized, you know what, we can ground and pound with Paul and Algernon. That's the competitive advantage. Will we see more of that, less leaning on maybe Christian Stewart and his ability to make a play, and more of, you know what, we got some good running backs? Uh, no, actually, um, well, those guys, you give them the ball a ton, and they'll make things happen. I mean, those guys are scary dudes. I would not want to be tackling them. I mean, let's, let's be honest. They're, they're uh, great running backs. They, they played, um, UCF played a defense that was very for the run, and... Um, you know, very, very for them, and those guys stepped up huge. And I was, I was super proud of Paul and Algie and how well they did. And they can, they can play really well. Um, we don't, we're not going to change the game plan at all because uh, we have faith in Christian. And that's what I was getting at is we're not going to mm-hmm. change our game plan and change everything up just for one guy because Christian can do, you know, a lot of the things that Taysom did. He can throw the ball. He can uh, make plays with his legs, and he can do everything else. And so we trust him, and we're going to have the same game plan. And Christian's going to step up, and we're all going to step up and make things happen uh, just the way we've been doing it for the, those first four games. Mitch, I'm going to ask you this a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but uh, is there some, like, super-duper ankle tape that uh, BYU can, <laughs> can, like, put out for? <laughs> I, honestly, it, it is a phenomenon. I don't know what it is. I, I've, I'm wearing a couple ankle braces myself, and I've got bubble wrap over my whole body just like <laughs> Just, you know, we, we know it is, it is a phenomenon to everyone, but it's one of those things where, you know, ankles are happening, but guys are coming, most guys are coming back and getting healthy. So it's not, it's not too bad. It's just something they have to play, play through and play with. And, you know, as a football player, you know, there's, never, there's no such thing as ever playing healthy. There's always something that's keeping you down, always something that's giving you pain. And so it's just, it just happens to be ankles this year. So it's just uh, hope that there's no more and 
keep moving forward. So if we see, like, packaging peanuts, like, falling out of your pads, that'll make yeah, sense now? That's, that's totally normal. It's normal from <laughs> okay. now on. Are you aware of uh, Brock, who Brock Hecking is on the Nevada defense? Yeah, the, the defensive lineman. The dude with the hair, right? Yeah, the uh, Dallin Levitt look. The Dal- yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. If Dallin could uh, have it longer. Uh, is it hard in a moment of aggression to maybe not uh, tug on that? <laughs> you know, honestly, for me, no, because I'm, I'm – I'm, I think as receivers, we're told to get as far away as we can from those big guys. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think I'm going to ever be near those guys enough to do that. But, uh, you know, I, I would, you know, I would, uh, I would love to get the down look myself just so I can be a little bit tougher, I guess. Would you really? Like, if you could, you would do that? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I could do it. It's for one guy on the team and one guy only. So. It's, kind, it's kind of a, it's the buzz, right? Is that the motivation yep, there? Yep, 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 exactly. It looks good. Yeah, we may compare. He probably can't take a test or play intramurals, but it looks good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he would not be allowed on campus, that's for sure. And, <laughs> so, BYU junior wide receiver Mitch Matthews on BYU Sports Nation. You've had some time now to look at Nevada and what they do defensively. What kind of a, a defensive scheme do they run, and how do you plan to uh, exploit that? They play a lot like UCF, actually. You know, they're very tough. Um, DBs are very physical, just like last week. They'll come up and hit you. And uh, so it's good for us. You know, we had a week to prepare for UCF, and that actually, in a way, gets us a little bit ready for, for Nevada. Um, they have uh, some very good athletes on their defense. And um, I don't know, obviously, much about their offense, except they have a running quarterback that's really good and uh, some receivers that are good. But um, on defense, they'll come up and hit you on their physical. So good thing we played UCF the week before to, to prepare for that. Well, Mitch, thanks for the time. Good luck with the packaging inside the uh, pads <laughs> and get a good nap on Saturday. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that, guys. Mitch Matthews, BYU junior wide receiver on BYU Sports Nation he rips the live after by practice. The way. He does. He rips the 503. That's why he's, he's going hard with Down Levitt as well. He <laughs> yeah, also those represents guys the 503. Guys. They're, the, they're the Portland dudes. I love the Portland dudes, man. <laughs> Braden Kersley. All those guys are awesome. <laughs> Super duper ankle tape. <laughs> <laughs> Packaging. Oh, oh, goodness. Bubble wrap. We'll get back to BYU basketball in 20 minutes with more about Tyler Hawes and TV coverage. But next, we go to Reno to preview the Wolfpack with the one-man Wolfpack. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Friday, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and watch ESPN. 9 Eastern time, boom shakalaka. The BYU Basketball Showcase, a dunk contest, three-point shootout skills competition. We're hosting this live in the Smithfield House. Check it out on BYU TV. And we learned a couple days ago, watch ESPN. Yeah, the link is already up on watch ESPN. It's up right now. The the only issue with that is I tweeted a, a, a screenshot of that. And it said Big 12 Media Day at the top. So some people were like, what? Big 12? <laughs> what, who was it said? Oh, uh, at BYU underscore crew. How dare, in caps, you tease us with that Big 12 screenshot. It's just for boom shakalak, people. Calm down. That's hilarious that it actually said Big 12 preview, yeah, though. Yeah, of course it did. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, what current or former BYU athlete deserves today's rise and shout? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Ziggy Yansa, NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Jimmer Fredette, double-digit scoring with the New Orleans Pelicans, four straight preseason games. Jeremy Guthrie, former BYU baseball pitcher on the Kansas City Royals, pitched well last night. Tyler Haas, picked to be the leading scorer by Sports Illustrated College Basketball. There's tons going on. What do you think, or who do you think, I should say, deserves today's Rise and Shout? Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, we have just dubbed him the one-man wolf pack. 
and I should give credit to Jerem Jordan. Ryan Radke, Nevada play-by-play man, back on the show. Ryan, are, are you okay with your new moniker? Uh, yeah, like I, I, I was telling you guys during the break, I'm fine with that, but if uh, you get sued by Zach Galifianakis, you're on your own. Don't come to me for any help in those court proceedings. Yeah, so. that's so Raven. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, we, we look at BYU-Nevada. This is an intriguing game. Nevada has, has competed in all – they've won three – they had an opportunity to win the three games that they lost. They seem to be a solid football team this year. How much better are they this year than last year from what you've seen? You know, I think it's definitely an approved football team, guys. And, and you know, they got off to the good start, and they had that win over Washington State in the second week of the season. And I really think that did a lot for this team. I think uh, going into that game was a Friday night game, ESPN game, big crowd at Mackey Stadium. And to come out of there with a win, I think really just validated to these guys that, hey, we are better, and we can compete with some of these teams. Now, you mentioned that they've lost three of their last four games. Uh, all those losses have come to good teams. All of them have been by single digits, and they had an opportunity to win all of those three games. So I think that's something Brian Polian has kind of been drilling into his guys uh, since Saturday night, that, hey, we, we've fallen here these last couple of weeks, but we've been in these games. We've had a chance. You're still a good football team. You've still got a chance to have a really good season. Hang in there. They said that their confidence has not wavered. Uh, maybe we'll find out a little bit more about that on Saturday night when they roll in to take on the Cougars. Where's the biggest difference this season in uh, compared to the team that BYU beat uh, by five points last season? You know, I think you'd have to say defense, and I know that anybody who looks at the last two games is going to say, wait a minute, what are you talking about defense? Uh, Boise State scored 51 points. Colorado State scored 31. What's, what's so good about this defense? Nevada's defense for most of last year was a train wreck. Uh, it's a defense that has really improved this year. They got put into some bad spots in the Boise State game. Uh, a lot of turnovers really affected them there. And, you know, against Colorado State, they give up the 31 points, and then they were able to tighten up in the second half and give the offense a chance to come back and, and win the game. And many folks in Reno think they should have tied the game uh, without a, a phantom offensive pass interference call that, that came late. But uh, I think that defense has, has really been good. I think Scott Boone, their new defensive coordinator, has done a great job uh, relating to the kids, installing uh, confidence in them. Uh, he came in right away and told them, fellas, I'm not always going to have the right answer. I'm not always going to make the right call. But I will tell you this, if there's a time that I'm not sure what we should do, I'm going to lean towards being aggressive. And I think the guys really like that attitude that he brought from day one. And their front four has been playing really well, and it's definitely been an improved unit. Ryan Radke, the voice of the Nevada Wolfpack on BYU Sports Nation. We, we know Cody Fajardo can play. I mean, he's a playmaker. BYU played against him last year. We saw what he can do firsthand. Why is he better this year, and what makes him so hard to stop? Well, I think one of the reasons he's better this year, guys, is that he is healthy. He injured his knee early last year, and even though he came back, he was never really the same. He wore a big brace on that knee the rest of the season. Uh, while he claimed he was healthy, he was not. He was probably playing at about 85%. And I also think it took a mental toll on him. He, he was always a little nervous about what was going to happen. This year, the knee is 100% healthy. He's got that burst back that he had in, in previous seasons, and that's really what makes him such a dangerous player. The way Nevada's offense goes, he has to be a threat to run in order to have the offense uh, optimized, I guess you would say. And he has that burst back. Now, he really is a threat running. He's not just a guy that you think, okay, if he gets outside, he can get six yards, and then he's going to get down. He's got the chance to take it all the way if he, if he is able to find a seam. And so I think that's what makes him such a dangerous player. He's back to being truly a, a dual-threat guy. I know if you look at the last two games, you see the interception number going up. He had a bad game against Boise State, made some bad decisions, threw four interceptions, 
but he's generally a guy that takes very good care of the football. And now that that knee is healthy, he's got that explosion in the running game. He, he's a tough guy to deal with. I just realized you went to uh, the University of Arizona. So what was September 13th like for you? <laughs> you know what? Uh, interestingly enough, I was not there. Uh, I was uh, still involved in the minor league baseball playoff season. Yeah. So I did not get to go. Uh, it would have been a very, very fun day for me to, uh, to go back to Tucson. I spent a lot of time there. Uh, I went to school there, and then I, uh, I worked there for 10 years um, before I uh, came to Nevada. So I was really looking forward to it, but unfortunately I didn't get to go. So I was sitting in a hotel room in Omaha, Nebraska, oh, yeah. uh, listening to the game on my iPhone. You were conflicted internally, weren't you? Uh, I was not. I was not conflicted internally. We had, you know, it's funny. Nevada actually played Arizona a couple of years ago in uh, the New Mexico Bowl, and uh, I got a chance to uh, to do that game. And everybody said, man, is it going to be tough for you? And I said, look, I root for Arizona 364 days a year, but day 365 is coming up on, on Saturday. So yeah. I was all for Nevada in that game, but uh, unfortunately – uh, it didn't work out either time. I'll tell you what, the game this year, though, against Arizona was a good game. They lost by seven points. They had a chance to, to win uh, late in that game. And that's one of those games, you know, you look at Nevada's three losses. They lose to a 5-1 and one Arizona team at 16th in the country. Uh, they lost to Boise State by five points uh, in a mistake-riddled game. Yeah. They lost to Colorado State by seven. I mean, we're, we're talking about teams that have a combined record, I think, of 14-4. and four, yeah. uh, and They've lost those games by by single digits, so... Uh, I think that's what still gives fans confidence. That, hey, this is an improving football team, and they still got a chance to do some good things. Where's the strength of the Nevada team? Well, I think you probably start with Cody Fajardo. I mean, again, just because he's he's back now and he's healthy, and we're talking about a guy that has basically been a four year starter. Uh, you definitely start with him on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's the guys up front. In fact, I know it's the guys up front. Uh, Brock Hacking and Ian Seau, the defensive ends, have both been playing. Extremely well. Hecking's been an all-Mountain West guy. Everyone uh, knows Brock Hecking. His hair. Yeah, you have to know Brock Hecking. Everybody. You see the mullet. Yeah, you, you love the mullet. Everybody loves the mullet. I love it. Um, so, I mean, you know, with him and, and, and Sale on the other side is, is a guy that really is getting better every week. He's obviously got football in his blood uh, with his, his uncle, Junior, having been such a, a terrific player. Uh, he's getting better at the defensive end spot. Rakeem Yates, a defensive tackle, is playing his best football right now. Uh, the last two weeks, he's been in the Boise and Colorado State backfields uh, the entire game. Those guys have, have been terrific. So I think that's their strength defensively. Offensively, it, it goes to Fajardo. I think the, the thing with Fajardo offensively, he's got to get some more help from his offensive line. It is an incredibly young offensive line. Uh, three redshirt freshmen starting uh, right now. Uh, and, and last week against Colorado State, he did not, Cody did not get a lot of time to sit back there and, and survey the field and, and throw the ball. So that's going to be a real key matchup, I think, in this game on Saturday night. How does Nevada's offensive line stack up against that BYU defensive front? And on the other side, how does Nevada's uh, smaller defensive line handle the sheer size that BYU has on their offensive line? So I think those battles up front are going to be big on Saturday night. Ryan Radke, Nevada play-by-play announcer on BYU Sports Nation, back on the show, I should say, after a successful minor league baseball stint. Now he can focus all of his time and effort on the Wolfpack. We want to know what Nevada thinks about BYU. Got off to a 4-0 start, ranked 18th. Taysom Hill breaks his leg, goes out for the season. Now they've dropped a couple of games in a row. This is kind of a new team. So what does Nevada think about the new-look BYU? You know, I, I know Brian Polian talking yesterday was was drawing some comparisons between uh, his team and BYU and, and just saying that, you know, with all of the, the injuries and everything they've had, there's there's a lot of question marks. And, 
you know, he was saying, I know what that feels like. Last year, Nevada was the team that just seemed like every week there was they were adding to the injury report and what does this mean for this spot and what does it mean for that spot and uh, you really didn't know. I, I think Nevada still has a great amount of respect for BYU for the team that, that they saw a year ago. Uh, I can tell you this, while everybody is, is you know, sad that Taysom Hill is hurt because he's such a good player, nobody's sad they don't have to see him because <laughs> right. we saw what a dynamic player he was last year here. In Reno, in fact, I, I was just listening to some of the quotes from Brian Polian's press conference yesterday. He called Taysom Hill uh, the most or one of the most dynamic players in all of college football. And so, uh, you know, not having to see him, uh, obviously, you know, the Wolfpack feel like that's going to be a good thing. I mean, somebody asked Brian Polian yesterday, well, what does Stewart do better than Hill? He said nothing. And he said that's not, there's no disrespect, but if he did, he would have been starting. Sure. Uh, you know, Taysom Hill is, is a great player. So the fact that BYU doesn't have him, I'm sure makes a lot of Nevada fans feel like this game became a lot more winnable uh, when Hill went down against Utah State. Last time Nevada was in Provo was 2010. A guy by the name of Colin Kaepernick uh, was quarterbacking Nevada. So I want to ask you, is there a Steve Young effect with Nevada fans? Are a lot of them Niners fans because Cap is on the Niners? When Steve Young was on the Niners, BYU fans were like, oh, yeah, Niners, that's my team now. (laughs) You know what? In this area, there's so many transplants from the Bay Area and so many folks that uh, grew up rooting for the, the San Francisco teams anyway. It's always been a natural connection. This is a big Giants and 49ers area. Uh, you can get uh, Giants games and 49ers games both on the radio and TV here. Times are good, so man. people have always, yeah, people have always been big, big fans. So when Cap went to the Niners, uh, that was just a bonus for a lot of folks. You know, they just had to, you know, hang up their Bill Montana and Steve Young jerseys and just go buy a Kaepernick jersey instead. <laughs> I want to ask a follow-up question about Brock Hecking. What is better, yeah. his hairstyle or his play on the field? Ooh, Ooh that's tough. That's the, if you ask Brock that, he might have a, a tough time coming up with that. He takes a great amount of pride in that mullet that he is fashioned here. Uh, I'll tell you what, he's a pretty good player. Uh, he really, I think he's a guy that's going to play on Sundays. Uh, last week we saw a great matchup. Uh, he was against Ty Sambrello, the Colorado State tackle. I think both those guys are going to end up uh, in the NFL draft. Uh, the thing about hacking is funny. If, if you look at just his sheer stats this year, you probably say, boy, he, he's been kind of disappointing. I would disagree with that, and I think Nevada's coaches would disagree with that. Hacking is one of those guys that he's starting to get a lot more attention, and when you watch Nevada's games, you see how many times that Ian Seau gets a sack or Rakeem Yates gets a tackle for loss or uh, Lenny Jones is in the backfield, and it's because of Hecking that Hecking has come off that edge. He's forced the quarterback up in the pocket into the waiting arms of somebody else. He's flushed the quarterback out the backside. The thing that I like about Hecking, he just has a relentless motor. He plays every single play as hard as he possibly can, and I think it just it has a positive effect on the guys that are around him. He's the guy you hate to play against. That, that's, what, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, he, he absolutely is. He, is. he is that guy. He's that guy that's going to go so hard on every single play that you just you dread because he, he doesn't take plays off, and, and that's, you know, that's what makes him the player. And you ask Brock that, you ask any of the Nevada coaches that, They'll tell you, he's not just singularly the most physically gifted guy you're, you're going to see. Uh, he's not the greatest athlete you've ever seen. He's a guy that has very good skills that plays with a relentless motor. Ryan Radke, the original one-man Wolfpack and voice of the Nevada Wolfpack football team. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Great to talk to you again. Guys, always my pleasure. Thanks so much. All right, Saturday night. We're the best three friends anyone could ever have. <laughs> Right? No? Are you, are you going oh, okay. to get sued, Jerem? No. <laughs> Trademark issues? <laughs> no. Christian Fox can deal with that. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm going to get an email from Christian in like two minutes. Yeah, five, four, three. An update on Jamal Williams, J-Swag Daddy coming up next. How was his ankle? Good grief. What's with the ankles? Plus, back to BYU basketball. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Cosmo says, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision. Homecoming week, as Jerem just mentioned. We are on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. You can download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. This Saturday, countdown to kickoff will get you ready for BYU in Nevada. That's 9 Eastern time, Saturday night, 821 Mountain Time kick, by the way. How do you know that? Late. I have to know these things. Because you're the producer. Show, man. Yeah, I get a true. timing sheet. Uh, I know what. I don't know what. I haven't received it yet. But when's the anthem? When's the prayer? Like last year, I think we went down to you one time, like during the prayer. And so it's like, just fight through it, man. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just fight through. Or during the anthem, we've got to be up on the set or away in a break I, or a soundbite or something. You know. What I, mean? I have to be honest with you. I'm so dialed in and like with with the earpiece in. Like I didn't even know that the prayer was happening. Seriously, the the tendency is for the uh, sideline reporter on the side, and you only say the prayer in a you know at BYU or whatever. So maybe there's other schools to do. But so the sideline reporter all of a sudden will kind of take it down. Like, hey, I need to be reverent during the prayer. And uh, yeah, Jamal Williams uh, status. It's like <laughs> keep keep talking. Come on, you got to talk normal. I'm sorry. You you've drawn attention to the fact that there's a prayer right now. <laughs> Live it's, television is yeah, really it's so awesome. Entertaining. It is so awesome. I love it. <laughs> it's so, like it's right fun. now we're live on TV and radio. Uh, we it's are awesome. Wait, what? Let's start again. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Uh, how about uh, some more news out of BYU football practice? According to BYU offensive coordinator Robert and I, Jamal Williams did not practice today. Or yesterday, his status for Saturday still undetermined. Not a big deal to me. You know what he can do. You sit him out. You hope that he can go on on Saturday. Not a big deal. Is it a big deal if he doesn't play? Yes, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about him the not fact practicing that he didn't, the last two days. Practice. Yeah. Okay. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, Tyler Hawes projected by SportsIllustrated.com to be the nation's leading scorer. They think twenty four point six per game. He would. Crush Jimmer's record at that rate. I mean, with like That'd be eight good. or nine games to play. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool when uh, Tyler Hawes breaks that record. That's quite the record. When he does, Jimmer's yeah, nice. Jimmer's a demigod in Provo, man. He is a big deal here, Tyler. And Tyler Hawes didn't doesn't get the same kind of accolades because he doesn't he doesn't do it the same kind of way. It's not uh, flashy or sexy per se. You know what is sexy to me though. Like 24.6 a game would be fantastic. That would be be awesome. Yeah, love that, especially in the early part of the season. Speaking of Jimmer Fredette, scored 15 points in 19 minutes for the New Orleans Pelicans in a 19-point preseason win over the Rockets. Jimmer has scored double digits in all four preseason games. Let me give you his averages. You ready for this? 13.8 a game in four games, 55% field goal shooting, 56% from three. He's averaging 21 minutes a game. That will get if he can maintain that throughout the season. He's going to stay in the league. He, he I don't think he averages thirteen point eight this season. But if he can, if he can go eight ish, ten ish a game, he's going to stay in the league. This is it. This has this to be it, it, right? <laughs> Who's the guy that he's going to replace? Anthony Morrow, who was averaging who? like eighteen point or eighteen minutes a game last year for New Orleans. They, they they went out and got Jimmer and said they wanted to replace that scoring production. So. It's, it looks really good for Jimmer right hey, now. Hey, he's, he's doing what he needs to do in the preseason. 
He's scoring Great. the basketball. Shoot the ball in, effectively. Be in efficient. the 20 minutes that he's playing, he is over 50%. 56% from the three-point line? That's really good. That might lead the Captain NBA. Obvious. Seriously. There's a new comic. It's called Captain Obvious, and he says that that is good. BYU TV announced the basketball schedule in terms of games that BYU Broadcasting will cover oh, this year. Yeah. 14 games on BYU TV this season, including a couple of exhibitions in the Cougar tip-off, which will this be... Colorado School of Mines, not Mimes, as some people have asked me. Can you name the conference that they play in? Rocky Mountain Conference. Close. Sports. The Rocky Mountain Sports Conference. Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. The Rocky Conference. Mountain Basketball Conference. The RMAC. True or false? BYU was once true, a member of the true, RMAC. True. You wouldn't bring it up if it was false. <laughs> <laughs> So BYU may or may not have been in that conference. Seattle Pacific. I wish it was like a team that just called themselves the Supersonics. The Supersonics. Like, oh, yeah, BYU's hosting the Supersonics November 8th at uh, 9 Eastern. Long Beach State is the the season season opener, the home opener. That is on BYU TV November 14th at 7 p.m. Mountain Time start. Arkansas Little Rock, Southern Virginia, which is like BYU BYU East. East. Nickname? Yeah. I think that Russell Larson's uh, son plays for SVU. Former BYU great. By the way, we should mention Boom Shakalaka, Friday 9 Eastern, BYU TV Watch ESPN. The Cougar tip-off is October 29th. That's going to be a web-only broadcast. The two exhibitions and then 12 regular season games, 10 home, one road, Santa Clara. BYU hasn't done that for a couple of years. On New Year's Day, we're going to have the Santa Clara game. Uh, That's going to be at uh, 5 Eastern time. And then a neutral site game with Hawaii at Energy Solutions. Now, the one that sticks out, there's some good games on there, but the one that sticks out that ESPN did not pick up, that BYU picked up, UMass. Oh, great game. December 23rd, Joe Smith's birthday. That's going to be a fantastic game the day after the bowl game. Correction on the Long Beach State game. It is 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, but yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a little earlier. UMass, 2 p.m., noon Mountain mountain time. So, So the... Local to site, noon, 2 Eastern. Wow. The day after the Miami Beach Bowl. Yes. That's a huge That's week. A, so, so here's what happens with scheduling, by the way. Let's clue you into this. So Espen uh, says, okay, we'd like these games, right? And then, and then BYU TV is like, all right, great. We'll pick up the rest. So that's how that works. The additions are Hawaii, the neutral site, and Santa Clara on the uh, road. worked with the WCC to do that game on the road. Three more so home games. conference games. Uh, in January, two in January, one in February on Valentine's Day. Loyola Marymount on the tenth of January, Santa Clara January thirty first, and Pacific on Valentine's Day. That's been picked up uh, like double what they normally pick up. I, I'm not sure what that says about BYU hoops and what ESPN wants to do with BYU basketball. Not to mention that ESPN reached out and said, "Hey, c- could we put Boom Shakalaka on watch ESPN?" And we said, "Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes, you may. Guess what?" SportsIllustrated.com projects that BYU will have the nation's leading scorer. What does SI and ESPN know about BYU That's that we cer- don't? That Wait certainly a has something to do with increased exposure. It has to. Yes. They have exciting players. Uh, when Tyler Hawes is the seventh and then sixth leading scorer in the country, yeah, he's noticed for sure. Tyler Hawes is one of 18 guys on the roster. How in the world does Dave Rose plan on managing that? We asked him on Media Day. This is what he had to say. Managing that group, I've always felt like, We'll do our, our part to, to give them all opportunities, and then they'll decide how it's all going to play out uh, with uh, you know, their consistency, their es- effort, their discipline, their accountability. And then sometimes there's other outside influences with, uh, with injuries and things that kind of fall into play. But uh, I like the group, and I'm excited to get started. 
Dave Rose on BYU Basketball Media Day on BYU Sports Nation addressing an 18-man roster. Now, this is interesting because after the season ended, you and I were in Dave Rose's office, and we asked him some questions, one related to you know, the roster and Matt Carlino and whatever, and we said, hey, going into next year, you have you know, 14 guys with 13 scholarships or whatever, and he said, it works itself out, like not worried at all. He didn't know Matt Carlino was going to go into his office later that day and tell him I'm going to Marquette. The same thing with that group of 18. It works itself out. The cream rises to the top. The group that's actually going to play will emerge. And there'll be some guys on the fringes that right now you might be like, oh, I see them playing that might not play. I don't know. It works itself out. I'm, I'm not as concerned about it after talking to Dave Rose and hearing from him than I was initially when it was like 17 eligible players. That's crazy. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, what would you use as a hashtag for Ziggy Ansah and his NFC Defensive Player of the Week nomination? Mm. I guess honor, really. Or Jeremy Guthrie, Tyler Oz. Yeah, it's time to whip out the hashtags. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, also by those trumpeteers. I, I played trumpet back in the day. That was my instrument. Did you play an instrument? I sang. You sang? I sang. You sing. I, I kind of sing. I did, yes. Are you going <laughs> to sing Friday? Are you going to sing Friday night during Maybe. Boom Chakalaka? Am I going to sing Friday night? I'm just trying to transition to it. Oh. Friday night, 9 <laughs> Eastern, BYU TV, Boom Chakalaka, and watch ESPN. We're going to host that. We're pumped. Uh, so tune in for that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, dunk contest, three-point shootout skills competition. It was so fun last year. It was a packed Smith Field house. Uh, we'd never done it. Um, so join us for the second annual Boom Shakalaka. There were two top 10 Sports Center moments from Boom Shakalaka last year. No kidding. Jennifer Hampson not, dunking. Not literally, but so, like you mean could have been. Oh, yeah. There they were did, nominees. They, they did nominees. Well, they did. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, they did like a montage of Midnight Madness. And there was like Eric Mika, Josh Sharp, Jennifer Hampson. Yeah. And I'm, I'm told there are some surprises. So just, just hang out. You're told there are some surprises? Yeah, with Boom Shackler. Are you like, aware it's be of fun. these announced yeah, yeah. surprises? Wait, are they, have they been announced already? No, I don't, I don't know. That's why it's a surprise, man. <laughs> and and by ha- the way, I will never be, you can, you, can never, you can never say to me like, oh, you teased me on a big announcement. I will never do that. You will never do that. Just are you, announce stuff. Are you, are you taking a dig at me, dude? No, not you. Anyone that's like, just be, ca- just be careful. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Like, just announce stuff. If you tease big announcements, people expect it to be the Big 12 every time. <laughs> Use the hashtag BYUSN to just join our conversation. What current or former BYU athlete deserves today's rise and shout? We do this every once in a while. It's been a while, actually, since we've uh, brought this back out. Yeah, yes. Hashtag, it's been a long time. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation says, hashtag this. Here's how it works. We throw out... A fact about a BYU player, current or former, or something in BYU Sports Nation? It's just anything. Yeah, it's just, pretty, uh, it's pretty just much. a sentence. And we just hashtag it. <laughs> That's how it goes. Number one. Hashtag this. Ziggy Ansah named NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Hashtag give me a Z-Pack. Two and a half sacks. you have a cold or something? No, oh. but I was trying to be clever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Thanks for raining That's on my good. parade, dude. That's good. What's yours? You got anything better than that? Hashtag get some. Nope. It, it's been a while. <laughs> okay. Okay, hashtag police. <laughs> By the way, Michael Lisa said that he got pulled over, and a guy's like, Nick Elisa? Hashtag get some. It's been a while. We've wanted Ziggy to kind of break out like, hey, he has all the tools, not a lot of experience. Great for him to actually 
have, what was it, two and a half sacks in the game? NFC Defense Player of the Week. That's fantastic. Number two. Hashtag this. Jeremy Guthrie pitches last night in a Royals win. Hashtag their O's aren't royal. Hashtag BYU Sports Nation (laughs) karma is real. Jeremy Guthrie on the program 29 years later after their 85 World Series It was 29 years ago? (laughs) When he was on the show? No, no. Stop it. I'm trying to get a lot into a little bit of time, okay? They're back, we think, to the World Series. One game away after yeah, we'll he pitched successfully we'll last see. night. We'll yeah. see. 04 Red Sox. You never know, man. Hashtag BYU represent. Jeremy Guthrie was only at BYU for like one season. Who cares? Former Cougar. Pitches in the majors last night. Five innings pitched. Three hits. One earned run. He brought it. And he's got personality. He's a, he's really a lot funny of fun. He's dude. a good follow on Twitter. And he loves Michael Jordan shoes. Number three. Hashtag this. Tyler Haas projected as nation's top scorer. Hashtag Haas spectacle unlike any other. Okay. <laughs> I don't want Homecoming no. Homecoming spectacular. This <laughs> yes. Yes. It's you, spectacular. You, you got where I was yeah, going. Yeah. But you, yeah. Anyway, uh, Tyler Haas, they're projecting to average 24.6 per game. Quite honestly, with the roster and the scores that we think BYU will, f- will put on the floor. I'd be okay with 20. Just early in the season? Yeah, Only 20? 24.6 dip, man. early in the season. If they're, if they're ranked and he's averaging 20 points a game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, oh I heard the ranked part now. Yes, okay, exactly. Yeah. Now we're exactly. talking. Hashtag not so fast, my friends. It's early. It's fun. It's great. That's cool. A little preseason hype. Never hurt nobody. Tyler Hawes is a very good player. Hopefully ends up like a third, second team All-American. First team would be great. If he leads the nation in scoring, he's going to be up there. But, uh, yeah, will he actually lead the nation in scoring? Maybe. But if he doesn't, it's not the end of the world. I would rather win the WCC and win a game or two in the tourney than have that accolade for Tyler. So would Tyler Actually, Haas. I want it all. I want all of it. I want him to lead the nation in scoring and for BYU to win the national championship. For BYU to win the national championship! Given your track record... You I'm should, in a glass you should, case of emotion. Given your track record, you should predict that Tyler Haas and BYU will not... Like, he will not be the nation's leading scorer. Yeah, 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 they will yeah, not yeah. win the West Coast Conference. The, 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 Everybody the, will get injured. I, I have the power <laughs> of the negative jinx, man. I, I have it. I'm trying to twist that into positive. Convert that energy. Number four. Hashtag this, Jimmer Fredette averaging double digits mm. in preseason play. Hashtag finally, give the man an opportunity to play. Free Jimmer! Will this tra- translate into actual minutes in the real season? I hope so. You would think, right, with four consecutive games in the preseason, I know they're feeling things out. He's competing for time with Austin Rivers. But finally, if he shoots 55% from the field and 56 from three, let him play. Hashtag exhibition buckets. What's Jimmer supposed to do in the exhibition? As much as he can, and I think he's doing a good job. 13.8 points per game, 56% from three. That's all he can do. Hopefully, you're right. Hopefully that translates into some minutes and more buckets for Uncle Drew Jimmer. Number five. Last one, hashtag this. BYU women's soccer and volleyball streaking. Hashtag being ranked is awesome. The BYU women's soccer yes, team is. in the top 25 after a horrible start to the season. 1-3-2. and two. They've won eight matches in a row. They're probably the hottest team in the country right now, at least offensively. And women's volleyball, 11 matches in a row. They're in the top 10. Their two losses are to number 3 Washington and number 6 Colorado State. They can play. They have a legitimate shot at making a run to the Final Four. Yeah, I said ha- Final Four. Whoa. Hashtag Lady Power. I think they're killing it right now. Women's uh, volleyball, number nine in the country, 11-match win streak. Women's soccer, number 19, eight-match win streak. That's fantastic. Well done, ladies. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, who deserves 
today's Rise and Shout. I still don't know. You determine it, BYU Sports Nation. Keep it here with us. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out about to wrap up an energy-filled show. You know what time it is? Mm-hmm. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the association. So much energy there. Jim Murfredette went 3-for-5 from three-point range and scored 15 points in 19 minutes of play as the Pelicans beat the Rockets 117-98. Brandon Davies also had six points, four boards in 16 minutes with the 76ers in a seven-point loss to the Knickerbockers. You just said Knickerbockers. Baseball. Jeremy Guthrie pitched five innings, giving up three hits and one run in the Royals' 2-1 to win over the Baltimore Orioles in the American League Championship Series. The Royals now lead the series three games to none and are one win away from their first World Series trip since 85. Go Mariners. Soccer. An eight-game win streak has the Cougars rising to number 19 in the uh, NSCAA poll and atop the West Coast Conference. Cougars travel to L.A. to face the Los Angeles Lakers. No, LMU (laughs) on Saturday. Cougars in the NFL. Ziggy Ansah named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week after two and a half sacks and a forced fumble on Sunday in the Lions' win over division rival Minnesota. (sighs) Future guests. That's all I got for Berman. Michael Elisa. And Bronco Mendenhall, part of what we like to call BYU football all access. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. And it goes to... Drumroll. Most of the tweets were about... Ziggy! Ziggy Ansah. Well deserved for Ziggy. Back in 2010, I played pickup basketball in the Richards building on the reg. And there was this dude that everyone called Ziggy. And he dunked and whatever. And then all of a sudden he was on the football team. And now he's in the NFL. He was a top five NFL That's draft. amazing. <laughs> That's so unbelievable. It's such a great story. Hey, thanks to Ryan Radke, Mitch Matthews, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Who's our shout-out to today, Jerem? Uh, Soren Holiday. Yes! Let's give it to Soren. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Hollywood on the line asking about Ziggy Ansah's story. One man wolf back.